Hello, my name is Richard Baum, and this is the first episode of what am I going to call it? I've got two names. I've got one which is Automation for the Nation, which is also the name of the book I'm writing currently, and it's a bit of a mouthful. Um, the second name is Maybe Anyone Can Automate. But yeah, here's the non-named podcast. First episode. You can tell that I'm kind of winging it. In fact, I just hacked together some kind of microphone baffle, which I'm hoping is going to keep out the noise of the cars that are going past my, my window. Anyway, point is, I'm rebooting my career a little bit. I'm a software engineer, always been a software engineer since I was a kid, before I was getting paid for it. Always fiddled around with computers, and I've been doing this for a long, long time now. Working in industry for over 25 years, I'm 50 years old now, and it's 2022, and it's time for a change. But the point is, it's difficult to decide sometimes, decide where you are best placed. This process that I'm kicking off today is around that. Um, it's around like explaining my thoughts as I kind of take myself through this process. Hopefully I'll find this useful, but hopefully you'll find something of use in, in, in what I'm talking about too. So there was a subject I had today, and that was around brittle systems. Um, I've written a blog about it, and to be honest, because this is my first time, I'll probably just read some sections of it. But it's around our temptation to automate stuff. And it doesn't sound very techy, does it? If I say to you, well, why should we auto automate stuff? Why should we connect systems together? You may say, well, that's crazy. I mean, your job is a software guy. You're connecting things yourself, and it's all about connecting. It's all about automation, surely, isn't it? Well, yes and no. And importantly, these days, it's easy to connect things. It's easy to connect systems. For example, if you're an entrepreneur um, and you want to make sure that your invoices are all nice and tidy so that you can, at the end of the quarter or the end of the month, you can tot up all your totals, you can send it to your accountant or your bookkeeper, and then you can get some output from it. So there's hundreds of solutions for that. Um, so in my career as a software developer, I've built many IT and software systems. But this brittleness is something which pokes out it's not always the best thing, basically. And why is that? Well, because the more you connect, the more that you're kind of building in your business process to that way of working. So you're saying, I commit to this. System A is connected to system B. Um, and sometimes something can change in one of those systems. You can often get to a point where a change in an API, a change in a, in a behavior in a website can be rolled out in, when you're asleep, you know? Um, and your customer may come to your website they're mashing on a button and something is happening, but it's not the thing that you intended. So the more that we build these systems and we connect them, the potentially the more we have something which could screw up further down the line. The reason I'm talking about brittle systems is I was inspired by a webcast, uh, sorry, webcast, a podcast that I heard this week. Jonathan Stark and Rochelle Moulton, who have their own podcast, The Business of Authority. I recommend you check it out. It's really good. Um, this week, which was... Uh, gravity of systems. So as I, as I write in the blog, which I'll also link, this is something that I also directly relate to the brittleness that automation can introduce. On the podcast, they talk about the important distinction between the systems you use in your business, things which will improve your efficiency and ability to handle custom, more customers, for example, as opposed to systems you provide for your customers, such as, I don't know if you've got a group coaching, such as Slack, or perhaps a video sharing platform where you share your video after a, a group coaching session or classes for your membership. 
choosing a system can be very confusing for entrepreneurs and businesses of all scales. Um, big companies will run proof of, of concepts around this. They have money to spend or more likely the vendor themselves will just say, here's a free license, please use it for a few months um, and let us know what you think. And they might even provide professional services support to enable you to get the best out of their product and see it in the best light. Um, that's quite common, but of course as individual entrepreneurs, we don't get that luxury. We might get 14 day free trial. For example, I'm trying out ConvertKit right now, which I love. I've tried out Drip, which I don't love so much. And I'm trying out some other stuff, lead pages, I think, which I yeah didn't get very far with. And some of those have free trials. Some of them, you've got to put a credit card on them and then you've got to be very careful that you don't get billed, etc. But point is, it's confusing and it takes time and effort and energy to select these systems. So we don't have that much time as entrepreneurs to be able to to make that happen necessarily. We have to take our time to, to, to select a system, but we don't have the time, ironically, because we want to get out there with our message. We want to spend our time on our business, working on our business to better understand what it is that we want to say and who we want to connect with. Tool selection is important. We don't always have the time to do it, but think about it. And some other tips that Jonathan and Rochelle include in their um, podcast well, along the same lines, you know, tips like don't implement don't implement a system too early. Stay with a manual system to understand what you're doing and to systematize your way of working as much as possible. But that doesn't mean automation necessarily. Secondly, scale matters. So don't implement a whole system or automation around that just to serve five people. Because you, the amount of time you're going to spend implementing it way outweighs the amount of time you're going to spend actually doing that work if you just do it manually. This is an obvious one, but it needs to be said still, and that's buy rather than build. And in fact, I'm on Jonathan's um, group coaching, and this week in the chat I admitted that, because um, I'm a developer at the heart, I just build stuff. You know, So I went on and built like old video processing and also storage and also uh, CDN backend, all, all on AWS. It's not that much work, but it's more work than just buying it from Vimeo and just uploading a video and then embedding it into, into our website. The emphasis should be on buy rather than build, always. Okay, that's number three. Number four, choose a platform and commit to it. This is a good point that Jonathan makes um, because you will spend some time learning the system, you will spend some time putting your stuff into the system, whatever, copying and pasting your copy, adding images or whatever, making your automations, publishing stuff, integrating it with the rest of your stuff. By the time you've done that, it's quite a lot of sunk cost. Not just in the money that you're paying, but the time that you spent there, the investment you made in that tool. So think carefully, implement carefully, again, before moving on. Number five, and this is something that Jonathan mentioned in the podcast particularly, which is around communication of changes, particularly on customer-facing systems. So any systems that your customers are using and they're depending on, then make sure that you communicate any big changes that you're making or any small changes, anything that's going to break it potentially. One more thing I wanted to add to this list is around the brittleness. It's it's really about the build-up of automations, the build-up of um, connections that you place between systems, but also things that you put on top of a system, things that you create yourself, which may be, I don't know, it might even be an Excel or a Google Sheet, which extracts something from... It's better to focus on the out-of-the-box functionality, the stuff that you are given as part of buying the service or buying the product. Um, so buy out of the box, use out of the box as much as possible. Just to reiterate, one, don't implement a new system too early. Stick with manual for as long as it's efficient. Two, 
Scale matters, don't implement a system to serve five people or whatever, just think before you buy a system. Three, buy rather than build. Four, commit to a platform once you've chosen it, stay there for a while because it's gonna be painful to move away. Five, if you're making any changes, communicate early, communicate often. Come up with a plan for um, any changes that you're gonna make which will affect your customers directly if it's systems related. Um, have a rollback strategy potentially as well. Um, and number six, the one I would add is buy out of the box and use out of the box. Do not automate too soon. Look at the roadmap for the product and try and understand where they're going. Okay, that's enough for my first attempt. I hope this is recorded. Um, I think you probably heard the Slack notifications coming in whilst I was recording. Um, I will sign off and say, this is Richard Bown. Um, this is the unnamed podcast, but it's something to do with automation.